My name is Dennis Fig. I run the security for World Wrestling, and one of our wrestlers that lives down there is missing. Okay, what's his name? Chris Benoit. It was a particularly brutal and vicious murder. It was something that showed some sign of real rage. This was just this gentle giant. Nobody expects their friend to kill their family. Like, what? I can't point my finger at one thing and say, this is what caused my brother not to snap. Media's initial response was that this was a roid rage incident. You get hit in the head thousands of times. Your brain essentially can start to rot. People need to understand that that was not him. He was my hero. I need to talk about this. If you're going to say I'm glorifying a murder, stop listening now. in Houston, Texas. This is Turnbuckle Theater. Dark Side of the Ring. The Benoit Tragedy. Oh my god. <laughs> this is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in. There hasn't been a whole lot of Dark Side of the Ring episodes that we've done. Uh, I think we did one uh, of the documentary of the you Royal Rumble. Turnbuckle Theater. What did I say? Dark Side of the Ring. Fuck. So we've done two episodes of Turnbuckle Theater thank so you. far. Thank you. The first one was reviewing the documentary that WWE put out of the um, Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble um, which Travis was a part of that, the three of us. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, um, you... I, I did one with Alex Delbario uh, covering the 30 for 30 ESPN special about the XFL. Which is also a good documentary if you haven't gotten to see it yet, yeah. it's out there. But today, Chris and I, we will discuss... The first two episodes of season two of Dark Side of the Ring. So if you're watching us uh, on the old YouTube, thank you so much. You could drop a comment right down below. Um, or if you want to interact with us on Facebook, you could do that. Facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. We also have a Twitter at HWrestlingRadio that we sometimes use. Um, but yeah, make sure you turn on the uh, subscribe and the little bell so you know whenever we upload all these new episodes. Yeah. But yeah. We'll Dark need to do something to fill content since there isn't any live wrestling. So we might surprise you with some other shit here. Yeah, maybe. Or you know, maybe I just won't drive across town in the middle of a fucking lockdown. I'll drive. Uh, I don't mind. <laughs> So far, they aren't arresting people for, you know, being out and about, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That always changes. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into season two. Yeah. Have you seen season one? Yes, I saw all of season one. Thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> Huge thumbs up. <laughs> Huge thumbs up. I loved that docuseries. Um, I liked this docuseries. I don't want to, you know, I I think it'd be unfair for me to say that I liked it more than The Wrestler, but the proof is in the fact that The Wrestler, wrestlers, the wrestlers didn't keep my attention. Like, mm-hmm. I watched, like, two episodes, and then I was like, eh, and it's still on my DVR, and that's it. But Dark Side of the Ring, it, it hooked me, and I had to watch all of them. And I'll make you feel a little better. Um, about halfway through that series, it's still good. But the, uh, the wrestlers? For, for the wrestlers, then they go into like niches that I wasn't even aware of. So I've seen all of the wrestlers, but it took me a minute to get past to get through the second half because mm. they go into niches that I wasn't aware of. 
as opposed to Dark Side of the Ring, it's kind of like, um, and not to sound morbid, but I always grew up liking um, Unsolved Mysteries with Robert okay. Stack. Okay. So those kind of like, and, and now with Dateline, you know, okay. so I, I watch that kind of television and that's what Dark Side caters to. The wrestling fan that likes shows like Dateline, 2020, Unsolved Mysteries, stuff like that. And I think that one's taking incidences that we know of and pulling the curtain back a little bit and giving a little bit more knowledge, insight. maybe a little bit more closure, insight yeah. to those uh, to those um, incidents. So when they announced season two was gonna was gonna have Chris Benoit in it, shit, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest subjects you could cover. Not not saying that the Brody Lee stuff or not Brody Lee Brody um Bruiser Brody Bruiser Brody the bro you know and the Gino Hernandez stuff is you know paltry not saying that that's not shit that's important yeah. it's it's stuff that like that's before our time it was before our time and not as sexy of a headline when I watched it I was like God damn that Gino Hernandez stuff was crazy yeah. you know when I watched it it was like damn I didn't Just realize wait, wait for Dino Bravo. Wait for Dino Bravo yeah. in season two. Yeah, I didn't realize Mula was such a bitch. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't like I knew some of this stuff, but I didn't really know. You knew of it, but you yeah. didn't know it. Yeah. Yeah. And with Chris but Benoit. Benoit, that that is the sexy headline, yeah. so to speak. You know, the yeah. one that's gonna be like, ooh, they're gonna talking about what? You know. So I guess it would be safe, at least for me, to give the same disclaimer that Ben that uh, Chris Jericho gave in the episode. I'm not trying to humanize the character, but I can't turn back the clock. You know, I can't... I, I'm, whatever feelings I have about Chris Benoit now doesn't change, doesn't change the fact that before it happened, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. He was a badass in New Japan. He was a badass in WCW. Um, it took... The, he, he needed a little more time in the oven in WWE, but he turned out... As, as advertised. Yeah. Um, and up until June 25th, 2007, he was one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know I, I don't know how, where you come from. Oh, for, for me, it's the same. I really like the guy. You know, um, everybody knows that my favorite wrestler of all time is Bret Hart, right? I've documented all over Houston Wrestling Radio. I'm a Bret Hart guy, right? Um for a while, um, Benoit was the guy that I said was my favorite. You know, I, I liked the fact that he was that technical guy. And when Benoit came around, Brett was already gone. So, yeah, I still had a special place in my heart for Brett. But, like, Benoit was the new version of him if, as far if you, as I If you were into Brett, you would have known, you would have... You would have approved of Brett passing the torch to Benoit. Yeah, the matches, the match that uh, Brett, that uh, Bret Hart and Benoit had in uh, Kansas City after Owen died in that same building, mm. Brett handpicked Benoit to wrestle yeah. with, and then three months later, WCW Mayhem, the finals of the vacant tournament, it was yeah. Brett and, and Benoit in Canada. Yeah, and shit, that's even though Brett won both of those matches, you knew. That baton was good, leaving Brett's hand, and Benoit was ready to run with it. Yeah. So, so I, I, I I'm already, I'm already getting goosebumps yeah. just talking about because I know where this is gonna go. I, I adored Chris Benoit. Like he, he was one of my favorites. Yes, sure, he wasn't The Rock, 
where he didn't have the charisma or the catchphrases like The Rock and Austin and you know he didn't have the cool lights and the, the gimmick that like Triple H had but he did one thing fuck, but did it very well he was an amazing in-ring competitor an amazing wrestler and that's something that I liked uh, the, the the technical wrestling side I really liked that um, even after Benoit it was like well okay who's my favorite and it took me a while to actually come around to Punk well, after Punk did what he did, I kind of fell out of love with Punk, and now it's like Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan doesn't really get he's, the steam he's, put behind him. Your as, favorite's as he Bryan Danielson, yeah. not Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you want no, Bryan Danielson? No, Daniel Bryan was my favorite too. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, WrestleMania 30, man, I was all about you know Daniel Bryan and him finally getting you know the respect that he deserved. Kind of like how Benoit did. Benoit got that WrestleMania 20 moment. You know, where he's in there with Eddie and all this and that. And I wanted the same for fucking Daniel Bryan. And he did. But ever since then, it's like uh, nothing. So it, it, it's hard when somebody asks me, who's your favorite wrestler? I'll just say, well, of all time, it's Bret Hart. But but there's a I've, resume for for for, for I've, I've had me. other yeah. I've had other Joe Exotic ex-husbands <laughs> since. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I've had Benoit. I've had... Punk and you know uh, um, Brian, Brian, you know, but but yeah, it, it's hard, especially when you want to talk about Benoit and can can anybody even say that Benoit is their favorite wrestler? I I don't think you can. I think I could say that in the past tense. I definitely can't say it in present tense. You know. Well, there's a uh, one guy that didn't think Benoit was his favorite. That was Eddie Guerrero. Okay. When you started watching part one, were you expecting an Eddie Guerrero episode? No, I was not. I I expected the Eddie thing to be touched on, but I wasn't expecting that to be the Eddie Guerrero episode. And it didn't really, really process until I was done with episode two to see why episode one was the Eddie Guerrero story, which is really the Chris Benoit story. The unraveling. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I still think that if Dark Side of the Ring wanted to, they could go more in-depth into Eddie. You know? Uh, I mean, I think they, they, they kind of wrapped it up really easily, saying that, oh, well, he did this, he did that. He was, you know, his best friend, and, you know, he had a, a heart attack and he died. But you could really go into more detail, a lot more detail about the drug abuse, the steroid abuse, and then how he got clean. And after he got clean, he suffered the heart attack because of all that shit that he used to do. And like that's a tragedy in and of itself. He fucking got clean. He realized that all this stuff was gonna take his life, and he turned his life around. Even after turning his life around, it still got him. And Benoit was there at Eddie's lowest. When he yeah. was fired, so if he saw that Eddie could do it, then that should have that could have been enough aspiration for Benoit to do it. It's, it's if Eddie was alive to see his own death, which I know that's you have to do real mental jumping jacks to do. But if Eddie was alive to see his own death, he'd be so fucking frustrated because he did everything right at the end to avoid what had actually happened. Now, imagine that's not Eddie. Imagine that's somebody that sympathizes 
and empathizes with Eddie at the deepest level. That's Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit saw that story play out and was a part of that story and was involved in that story. Getting his best friend to turn his life around so that some tragic ass shit doesn't happen and the tragic ass shit doesn't happen anyway. Damn, that's not fucked not up. Not just that. The, you know, the, you always, the, it's a circle. Yeah. Not that I'm trying to paraphrase a, a promo, but it's, life is a circle. And even though you get to the dark side, you always come back around. So to have, to see Eddie be at his lowest and see Benoit there when Eddie was at his lowest. And then for Eddie to come back around, not just to clean himself up, but to open the, the, the biblical door to Benoit so that he can turn Benoit's circle around is kind yeah. of is kind of another layer that th that throws that yeah and, throws and your all that that they went through just shows how deep that bond goes because yeah. he he changed I don't want to say he changed Eddie's behavior but he was there present through the bad times to see the behavioral change you're telling me that they didn't bond over that shit he probably, Benoit probably loved Guerrero just as much, if not more, his own fucking wife. His own fucking kid. And they talked about how much he loved his kid and his wife. Everybody talks about how much he loved his kid and his wife. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me he didn't love Eddie as much? Like, or more. Because he has been around, he had been around Eddie a lot longer than, than Nancy. Yeah. And then obviously with, with kids. Yeah. So... So, to, I could see how somebody could be like, man, this is a really bait-and-switch episode. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's not a bait-and-switch episode. It balances the scales. You have to have the levity of Eddie be, to realize that was probably one of the, one of the biggest the aspects. Factors. Yeah, one of, yeah, one of the, yeah. I, I kind of alluded to this when we were doing a WrestleMania preview episode, the last episode that we just did, that you were asking, well, what is it? about this year's WrestleMania that has you so unenamored with it? Is it the fact that it's not in an arena, there's not going to be any uh, uh, wrestlers there, or, or, or uh, audience there, or is it the booking, or is it this and that? I says it's kind of a little bit of everything. Well, it's a perfect storm, and I kind of reference, well, well, we're going to talk about something else later. It's a perfect storm. And that's kind of what this was. this was. This was a perfect storm of shit to cause what happened. Um... I don't want to fuck up your notes, man. I know you got notes. No, that's fine. We'll structure. make it work. We'll make it work. Go All for right. it. Keep going. Free ball. So, fast forwarding to the end of episode two, you had the corner guy, or he wasn't a corner, whatever the fuck he was, the guy who wrote the book. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, this happened over a course of two days, and he did this. He, he killed his wife, and then oh a day later, God. he killed his Going into detail? Yeah. I, and, but I was getting nauseous. My, my point with that was his, he was talking about it very clinically, very matter-of-factly, as this happened, then this happened, then this happened. We have a murder, double murder-suicide. Like, any episode of Law & Order. You know, any episode of fucking SVU, right? Like, he did this, he did this, he did this, he's the bad guy, the end. You know? So, it's, it's like, well, how do you reconcile that with what everyone else says about him, the narrative in our heads, and the narrative in our heads is, there's no way Chris Benoit could have ever done this to his wife and kids, who he loves so much, who he's this big teddy bear that is so 
you know, stoic, but so so loving and caring and generous, and everybody knows him as not a murderer, mm-hmm. but he did it. So how? You know, that's the part that made it so sensational, you know? Um, the fact that nobody could believe that it actually happened because of how much love he had in his heart. But the thing is, it was the stuff with Eddie, right? That broke his heart, you know? And he was carrying around that grief. But then you have Christopher Nowinski come in there talking about the CET. Man, that blew my mind. And then I know, I remember when that happened. I remember back then when Christopher Nowinski was starting up this foundation and wanted the brain and came out and said, oh, well, then it must have been that. You know, it was the brain stuff. He had a fucked up brain full of Swiss cheese because all the fucking flying headbutts that he did. All the concussions that he had, the countless concussions. But then there's still, oh, all the roid rage. And then again, go back to that same clinical-ass dude who was like, matter of fact, oh yeah, he had ten times the testosterone in his body than a normal human being normally does. Mm -hmm. And that could cause, you know, rage and this and that and here and there. And, you know, Vince, they they showed him doing the the fucking promo, not a promo, but the interview where it's like, well, it can't be roid rage because he did it over the course of two days. Well, okay, it may not have been roid rage, but he still had that elevated levels that fucks with his mentality. So it's like, and they were, and he was drinking that weekend. And he was drinking. And goddamn, it was all of these things that like added together that created this storm. It wasn't that he just had roid rage and that's it. You it, know, it kind it, it kind of compares to like Katrina. It took a lot of shit. It took a fucking huge hurricane. It took the levees breaking. It took a city that's in the shape of a bowl where any kind of heavy rain is... By, and then, so you... All that together... That was and, below sea level. Yeah. You put all that together, that's... that's If you want to, like, rationalize it, that's what you would compare it to. There's yeah. so many... Like, there's so many... There's It's like this huge series of unfortunate events and you keep checking the box until you get death bingo and everything just goes to shit. Yeah. <sighs> I've been doing a lot of talking, Chris. <laughs> And then if you want to add more emotion to it, Chris is the guy that saves his wife, Nancy, from an abusive relationship. You know, go ahead. Say, say what you're No, that's say. exactly, uh, that was the meaning. Okay. You know, I have been that guy, and I'm kind of ashamed to say this now. You're the conspiracy guy? You thought Sullivan had something to do with it? I thought Sullivan had something to do with it. At some point, Right. The conspiracy theory with Kevin Sullivan was that Kevin Sullivan went in there, did the actual murders, made it look like it was a double murder-suicide, and then that's it. He planted the knife under the bed. Yeah, and he planted the Bibles because of the whole satanic gimmick and all this and that, right? Um, Oh my god, I didn't even think about that part. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. So while I didn't really want to 100% say yes. It was Kevin Sullivan. There's a there, reason why he's not on, uh, interviewed on this show. There, there was, in my mind and in my heart for a while, there was enough doubt that if you put me on that jury, I might be one of the guys that made it a hung jury. You know, where I'm like, wow. I don't know, Kevin Sullivan did this and that. But after I heard that this was straight, and I don't know why I didn't know this. But after I heard that this was matter-of-fact stretched out over the course of a weekend, that one murder happened, the other murder happened, and then the suicide happened with 
days and hours in between? With Benoit sleeping in the same house with both the people who were already dead in the house. That made me know for a fact that it wasn't somebody broke in, did the two murders, and then left. Whether it's Kevin Sullivan and you're fucking a UFO or a random or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, if somebody broke into the house to do those murders, they would do it bam, 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 and then set up the stage. Not kill one, then the other, then the next day the other. Yeah. So, you know what? It was empirically Chris Benoit that did it. You know, so that laid that to rest. But the reason why I bring that up is because in episode one, again, I kind of felt like just watching episode one, you're going to get a little bit of a bait and switch. You think it's all about Eddie. Then they bring in Kevin Sullivan and they're like, oh shit, they're going to talk about Kevin Sullivan in episode two. And you're going to think, oh man, it's all, that's going to fucking fan the flames of that fucking conspiracy theory. And no, they just mentioned Kevin Sullivan. Enough to say... Yeah, one of this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Enough to put that fucking to bed. But it kind of leaves you wanting... At the end of episode one, it's leaving, it's leaving you with this kind of empty feeling of... Well, they didn't really say shit. <laughs> you know? They didn't really get to where I wanted them to go. Until the very end, where they start documenting what led up to uh, the announcement that all three were found dead. <laughs> That's the weekend... That's where the end... So, see the ep the first episode. In a nutshell, I was already I was already crying, dude. Because I like I love Eddie Guerrero too, man. Mm -hmm. um, so just having to relive all that from a different perspective, you know the the um, the scene portrayed by the actors where Vicky like yelled out and Malenko's describing it and watching it, it just it just it it felt like I it felt like watching this. I was sitting at the couch with the knife already in my chest. And every minute, that motherfucker was yeah. just turning. Just turning. But I needed to feel it so that I can understand everything. Because like, like you, there were other things. And there's already been an Eddie Guerrero documentary from WWE. Uh, cheating death, uh, cheating death stealing, stealing life. Stealing life uh, the Eddie Guerrero story. So, And that's also a good documentary also. It might even be on the network. So I already knew of it, but there were still details. Like, I didn't know it, that Eddie died in, in, in Chavo's arm. I didn't know, know that. And Benoit, oblivious, asking for, asking for fucking, calling him, hey, they're ready to go work out. That whole weekend scenario that they were playing out, while I'm hearing it and watching it, I'm remembering it in my head. Because I remember as a fan, going driving down to Ford Park in Beaumont to go watch a WWE house show before a pay-per-view, and Benoit was advertised that he wasn't there. That was the night, apparently, that he had called that his that uh, Daniel and Nancy had food poisoning. Right. And that was a Saturday. Yeah, and he did it. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, out, I'm out there after the arena asking wrestlers that are coming out, hey, what happened to Chris? Is he all right? What's going on? I, I was really hoping to see him. I hope he shows up tomorrow because tomorrow, Night of Champions, Night of Champions Vengeance Night of Champions was here in Houston. I went to that show. I was at that show looking forward to Ben Wall versus CM Punk. My my ex-wife, well, my, my girlfriend at the time who wanted to be my ex-wife, she bought me, a, she got a pair of tickets sixth row from the ring behind the announcer's desk. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you CM were there? Punk Benoit. I was way up there. <laughs> CM Punk versus Chris Benoit. Yeah. That ECW promo on television before that weekend where they're face to face, that, that alone was worth my money. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen regardless of what they did give us and it's still like 
I don't. I haven't been a fan of wrestling for a long time, but I've never heard of this. I wonder what's going on. Yeah. I've never. I've never heard of a wrestler. But this was again. This was before like the rise of like the internet. Like like the. I mean, it was around, but it wasn't like it wasn't prevalent. Pro- it wasn't as prolific. Yeah. And yeah. so now, like, if something were to happen, it, if, if it's on TMZ within thirty seconds, you know it's legit. Or if you, if enough yeah. people share something on Twitter, you need to double check to make sure something's not something's not wrong. Right. Um, so, I'm I'm lost. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then Monday came around. Corpus Christi, empty arena. Vince McMahon's out there in front of nobody. Mind you, I'm not sure if you remember this, so I'm going to bring a, a little more levity to this. Bring it. The Monday night before this episode was the night where the character Vince McMahon was killed off on television. Mm-hmm. And that night was supposed to be his funeral. Right. Which is why Steve Austin was there, which is why a lot of superstars were there. So to see a character that we thought was killed off live on my television, already I don't know what the hell is going on. And then the whole Benoit stuff happened, and he's talking about it, and I'm floored. Because I because all of that stuff is just taking up headspace. Like it, yeah. A lot of the matches were a blur. The, the highlights, I don't even remember if they showed anything from WCW because I know by then they already had the they already owned the footage. But I remember I don't remember the matches. I don't, I don't remember, remember the interviews. I just remember, I remember that remember they ended with WrestleMania twenty. Um and I remember channel surfing between Monday Night Raw and CNN because they were doing like coverage. up to the minute updates. They were doing coverage. They were yeah. doing coverage where at five thirty central time the bodies were found. That's what I read on CNN. By 8.30, oh, we're labeling this as a double murder-suicide until the toxicology reports and the blood work comes in. And so I'm switching back, and you can feel the tone of that episode drastically change. Changed. And watching the clips on on Dark Side in hindsight, like Chavo's like, well, three hours ago we hadn't. Well, Jim Ross, three hours ago, we had to put a program on television. We were only going by the information we were given. Yeah. That had to have been hard to go through. <laughs> it was hard to go through watching it on the fucking couch. Mm-hmm. I remember I was with my friend, uh, my friends, Brent and Lucy. We were watching it there. Dude, there, we were fucking bawling our eyes out. <laughs> it was it was rough, dude. It was so rough. But even back then when it said that was double double murder suicide I don't think we got the level of detail that we got out of this documentary and on the one side like you said it was going to make you fucking nauseous right on the other side I'm kind of grateful for it because it's it'll dispel a lot of the what ifs conspiracy theories the conspiracy theories um hearing from the police officer that answered the call for the welfare check realizing it's not a welfare check talking to the neighbor that a rescue mission it's a recovery now yeah Yeah. talking and that person talking to the neighbor that went inside to go put up the dogs and oh yeah the dogs were an issue and yeah benoit told chavo where the dogs were that means he knew what was happening, and then you put he knew together something was happening. Yeah. Yeah. So he 
that kind of puts in perspective the timeline for me, you know. Um, I just want to cut to the very the very end here of what I took from this that wasn't explicitly said on the show itself. Go for it. Here's my new theory of what actually factually happened. You saw uh, uh, Nancy's sister talk about how they had been arguing on and off. That particular weekend, for whatever reason, Nancy and Chris got into it. When was this? The the weekend of the murders. Okay. You know, but but before then, leading up to those weekends, that's when the sister said that they had been having yeah. issues. Yeah. But they make up. I think what happened is that that particular weekend, Nancy and Chris got into it. Chris having CET. CTE. CTE, sorry. Chris having CTE. And also having uh, elevated levels of testosterone in his blood was prone and to alcohol. was prone to highs and lows, mm-hmm. right? They happened to get into an argument for whatever. When he happened to be at a low, he raged out. Whether you want to call it roared rage or whatever, he had a moment oh, where he was angry. He put his hands on her, being a big ass, strong, tough wrestler. He put his hands on her and hurt her too far, too, too much. Remember they said that he broke his back, her back, back, broke her back. He probably didn't intend to break her back. He probably did break her back by accident and then realized, holy shit, I just murdered my wife. No, he heard, he's hurt his wife to the point where now if she, she, now if she has to confess to this or if People ask questions. I'm gonna get in trouble, and I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go to jail. Probably not gonna see my wife or my kids. So at this and point, that, and then that explains the difference in time between when Nancy died and when David died, mm-hmm. right? Because he's freaking out. He just accidentally, or he accidentally injured or killed his wife, and then either had to like finish the job or figure out what to do, and then then somehow the kid figured it out. After eight hours of where's mom, you know, it's like, oh, fuck, I need to do something about the kid. So the first one was a crime of passion. The second one was him panicking, then drinking, then trying to figure out what to do. Then he took care of the kid. After he took care of the kid, then he was like, my life is literally over. What do I do? And then that's when he went and you, they talked about his search history. About how he tried to look up how to fucking bring a kid back to life. That tells you he killed the kid, had regret, tried to figure out how to bring a kid back to life, but you can't. And then said, okay, well, how do you commit suicide the easiest, quickest way? That and then decided that he wanted to kill himself. So was it rage? It probably was between him and Nancy. But then he was fucked up in the head because of all the C- CTE. And then he loved these people so much that he couldn't go on any further. So he killed himself. So yeah, it was all of that. All of it. All of it. He was in a bad place mentally already because of the CTE and because of Eddie. You know? That's that's what happened. I think the... On the surface, the Eddie stuff probably is what caused the most emotional pain it triggered him yeah but i think the biggest factor is the cte 
Mm-hmm. Hearing the details on the episode, um, I have a very close friend that I grew up with as as a, as a child. Yeah. And currently, um, she goes through seizures. Mm-hmm. A seizure basically. You're not behind the wheel anymore. You're just a passenger. The body does whatever the body does. And yeah. then once it's done, either you can function it or or you die. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured the the damage from the CTE was so much that at a certain point in Benoit's life, he was no longer behind the wheel. And everything else was just black ice, hail, winds anything else that can move a vessel out of its trajectory to where it's going to crash but i think the the cte is what did it more than the cte is what's blurred everything to made it worse than it really was yeah because do you want when you when they were going through when chavo said man benoit cried mourned over eddie like he lost a spouse and i started to think i was like you know, and I don't want to like try to make a joke of this, but I just seriously was. Could there have been a moment where maybe Benoit tried to kiss him or do a, some kind of advance emotionally to where he loves he, he has a love for him that he would want to be with him in a relationship like he would want to be with a woman like he would like if he was gay Maybe. because if you other than the CTE how else would you describe because there's guys that have that have the old school days of the 80s and 90s where they drove up and down together all the time and I've never heard other than Jake Roberts because he had been in, through drugs and alcohol where he heard about his friends Kurt Hennig Kurt Hennig or Bossman he said in, in his documentary why couldn't God have taken me? But it wasn't yeah. because of... Uh, but it never came from like an emotional like... Like, I love this man. This is my partner for the rest of my life. And it kind the way that we're describing that first part... I could see a casual viewer watching that. Because a co-worker of mine actually saw it. I had three co-workers in a six-person branch tell me... Dude, that Ben watched it was crazy. I was like, you saw it? <laughs> and of course, the woman that I work with, she's like, "Was that motherfucker gay?" Because he loved him like, like he wanted to be gay with him or something. And but again, I mean, it's but again, that's another part of if the CTE's been damaging Benoit for so long, all of his perception could be skewed. Yeah. To where his emotion for this person's that much, or the testosterone reacts into a completely different way. Or lack of patience or lack of limitations to someone's temper can go to where it did where it ended up where he crossed the line where, oh, shit, I can't go back now. Oh, but that means I got to, oh, no. But now that means, oh, no. And it just, another domino, another domino, another yeah. domino, another domino, and they're all on the ground. Except, well, except Chris is not. But just, god damn, just that's, that. The blueprint that the guy said on the show about documenting everything that happened. <clears throat> and then the next day on ECW, Benoit doesn't exist. Yeah, poof. And it was serious, man. I don't know if I've ever told anybody this. I've always been a toys hunter. Like, I always go to Toys R Us, Target, yeah, yeah, Transformers, yeah. Hot Wheels, faction figures, stuff like that. There was a series of action figures at Toys R Us because they had, like, the Elite Series or whatever. And that series had Chris Benoit. 
I never saw that Chris Benoit figure, but I saw the other figures in that collection. So when I took the box and I looked in the back, there's a picture of, say, for example, Trish Stratus. Just an example. Trish Stratus, Eddie Guerrero, Batista. And there's a WWE sticker covering where Chris Benoit's face was supposed to be. Wow. Like, no fucking joke. They literally wiped the entire fucking slate clean from that. Because I think that was three weeks later. Because th- those those figures are like four, six months in advance. They're already printed. They're already made. They're, they're already shipped. cut. They're packaged. They're shipped. They're already in retailers and in, in storage for retailers and out of storage into the into onto the shelves. And they complete and and with no with no notice, like they had the employees tape up anything that uh, any action figures or toys that had his face, any any figure Damn. of his was gone. Any other figure in that collection, there was a sticker. You, the name Chris Benoit was out of everyone's vocabulary right after the ECW thing happened. It blew my fucking mind. Yeah. So where does that leave you now with Chris Benoit? Um, I definitely can't entertain any 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 conspiracy theory that it wasn't him. Mm-hmm. It was him. Why did he do it? Um, can I entertain that? And what does it take to drive a man mad? You know, is it just a CTE? Can you just say, okay, it's a guy that jumped off the top rope and did a headbutt every night for, you know, 10 years straight, and it can only happen to that guy. Do the math. You know? They wrestled 300 nights a year. Yeah. 15 years. Oh, yeah. He's probably had 4,500 headbutts. Divide that by 10. That's 450 concussions. That's a lot. And that's just counting headbutts. That's not counting chair shots and regular bumps and oh my you know, God. somebody missing a spot. <laughs> that was even that was a part of the, of the documentary of part two where I had to look myself as a as a wrestling fan and have to check my my wants out of wrestling. Yeah, I like technical wrestling. I like high spots. Do I really need to see somebody's head get fucked up like that? No. And they showed some good ones. And I don't mean good as in, oh, they were awesome. I mean, you want to prove a point? Judgment Day. Eddie Guerrero versus JBL. What? Brock Lesnar, 2001, the Hardys. Jeff Hardy. Oh, my God. Um, Rock and Mankind. Yeah. No, they showed Steve Austin versus Mankind. That was a raw hell in a cell. Austin swung that thing like a bat. And just hit Foley on all, oh, dude. I'm and glad they're not doing that anymore. To be honest, they're doing protected, but even then, that's like, I mean, because you know we did, they do the concerto right now with Edge and Orton and that yeah. WrestleMania thing that's going on. But that that's why not to veer off to the non-casual people that are watching the episode. But that's why the when Cody got hit with spears at um at a fight not fight for the fallen but um, the fighter fest yeah. And and that was such a big deal because we hadn't seen an unprotected shot like that long in, time. in a long time. And when you go back and see them, it's like, man, I don't want these guys to end up like fucking Benoit, man. You yeah. know, so it, it, it's... And of course, you know, there's always like hardcore wrestling. I mean, you can look at the New Jack episode and go further than that. But sticking to this, like, how... 
How much is too much? How much is too much? You know what was fucked up? How they made a point, and I'm not saying it's fucked up on the on the behalf of the producers. Uh, the fact that was pointed out is fucked up. The that Harley Race, who did diving oh, headbutts, fuck. Said, explain that to them. Don't do diving headbutts because it'll mess up your spine. And dynamite, uh, dynamite, still did it anyway. And dynamite, after doing it for years, said, "Hey, don't do that because it messes up something else." And then he Benoit, told, and then, yeah, and he told Benoit, and then Benoit went out and did it anyway. Dude, you could have listened to fucking Harley. <laughs> You could listen to dynamite. Oh no, but that's not the that's not the that's not the part that grossed me out. What? Because that that circle of life continues. How so? Who was doing headbutts after Benoit? Brian. Brian. And that and that gutted me, man. That fucking gutted. And he me. has a fucked up neck and had to be out for. Hyperbaric chamber for two years every other day to be somewhat normal again just to, not that he's doing the headbutts now, but to continue to risk that. And yeah, so that just seeing the future and seeing if there's remembering that there's still at least one guy, there might be some more in the indies or maybe not anymore, but at least we know one that we're just as attached to like we were with Benoit. That is that was that fought that at one point followed that path, and it just it hurt, man. You know, um, here's a little bit of word vomit here. This, I, I'm I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I'm not sure what you just want to get what, it out. what the thought is in my head. Um, the tone of Benoit's story, not just Dark Side of the Ring episodes one and two, the entire story last fucking 15 years right the tone has always been he was such a great guy such a great wrestler such a great loving father husband best friend i can't believe that this happened i can't believe that he actually did it and the tone was the person that did it wasn't chris benoit chris benoit was this other guy that i remember Chris Benoit that weekend was not the Benoit that you know. And that you are not the worst thing you've ever done in your life. I've always, I've always heard, and I was about to go bring that up. Well, not we can bring it up now. I've, of um, You never judge a person by their worst mistakes. Because that's not who they always are. Right. I can be an asshole once a year. Like legitimately upset or angry to the t- to the point where I can like yell or break shit. Yeah. Just because I'm that person one day a year doesn't mean that the rest of the year is completely discounted. But my level of assholery does not equate anywhere near murdering a wife and child and then killing yourself. Does that apply to Chris Benoit? And that's the or- question, right? And again, I'm not sure. I, I'm just kind of throwing this out there, and I'm not. I'm not done working it out in my head. So don't take this as well. Abel said, and Abel is whatever, right? Because yeah. I'm. St- I'm still trying to figure this out, right? Some people, and, as wrestling wanna, fans, we still don't have closure, and it's 15, 17 years. And I want to tell you the other side of this word vomit, the second heave, if you will, <laughs> the dry heave. <laughs> you take that tone, 
and you juxtapose it next to the tone of episode three of Dark Side of the Ring. With New Jack. With New Jack. New Jack's not murdered somebody. But, but he's close. gotten very fucking close. More than once. If that dude, I don't remember his name, that fat guy that they did the fucking... Oh, Mass Transit. No, no, no. Well, him too. But the, the fat guy that was on the on the, the fucking... The match where there was... Oh, the scaffold. The scaffold match. Yes, thank you. The scaffold match. He tased the guy. He said, I can't feel A my lot. legs. I can't feel my legs. Uh, you're not going to need them. <laughs> Tossed him off of the side. New Jack said he was aiming for outside of the ring. He just didn't throw him hard enough. He wanted. He didn't want to kill him, but he wanted to come close to prove a point. That's again attempted murder. The tone for New Jack is this motherfucker crazy. So has New Jack murdered anybody? Did he kill his wife and his kid and commit suicide? No. But New Jack. Who's definitely not a good guy. Is not as scummy as Benoit, who was a good guy, but the worst thing he ever did is what he's defined by. So, so Benoit had to kill his family in the ring in front of a studio audience and claim it as wrestling. No, what because I, that's I think that's the difference. I I know what the I no, no no what I think the difference is the difference is your baseline. Your mm. baseline. Is you're a good guy, you're an upstanding citizen, you're a loving husband, loving friend, loving father. Two days out of your life fucked up the entire 39 years. But discounts the entire 39 years. Since New, New Jack, Jack hasn't gone that far to cross that threshold of actually killing somebody. Or had legal on his side. In yeah. like, like He's still yeah. a piece of shit. But, but he's not as big of a piece of shit. That's Benoit because he didn't cross that line. So, is how do you judge a man? Do you judge him by the baseline of where they lived, the average of their good and evil of their entire life, or do you judge them based off the evilest thing they've ever done, or the goodest compared to the thing they've the ever noblest done? Noblest thing. They've noblest. Ever yeah. You know, like how, and I don't know how to actually do that because if if New Jack did kill that dude that he tossed off the side. Or if he did catch a good artery there with fucking mass transit and he bled out. Or the guy that he stabbed in the back, that red guy or whatever his name is. Oh, and he, and he with that caught, Wolverine claw. Yeah, and he caught an artery. And if they did die. Fuck. You know? They said 17. I counted nine. I know it was nine. What the fuck? Like, dude, one is more than enough. And this isn't your first offense <laughs> in a ring. What have you done outside of the ring? What have you done in secret? <laughs> you know? Like, the the tone of their stories are completely different, though. The tone of Benoit is, damn, that's a tragedy. The tone of New Jack is, that motherfucker crazy. Benoit Benoit's is, is unique because from the beginning, there weren't signs of him at his worst. It just happened that he beat himself up in pro wrestling so much. That's the key. He beat himself up so much in wrestling that he became the monster that ended everything. New Jack's documentary was a product of his family's shit. Mm -hmm. So he, to paraphrase a promo, he grew up around garbage. Therefore, he became garbage. And that's how New Jack is what he is. 
Regardless of, oh, well, I got away with mass transit because he lied about his age. Oh, I got away with stabbing the motherfucker with the Wolverine claw because we were in a wrestling match in front of people and he wasn't listening to what I was telling him to do because, and I'm, he dropped the charges. because I'm his elder. And then he dropped the charges out of greed because he thought he could do something with it. Or um, throwing the guy off the scaffold. He did that because the guy previously broke his fucking skull and now and that that fucked up that's fucked up New Jack to this day. And not a thank, not a not an apology, not a follow up, not a hey, are you still breathing? Nothing. And again, in the confines of the wrestling match, that in wrestling, that was old boy's receipt mm-hmm. was him getting thrown off. So I think that's that that where... was a pitcher hitting somebody with a pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That, that's basically it. That's what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's okay, but it's not. Pitcher shouldn't be intentionally hitting batters with a pitch. <laughs> In the microcosm of Benoit, do you agree or disagree of the summary of the summary of the episode? You put him in the Hall of Fame or no? You can't. You, you can't, can't judge a man by the by his worst mistake. But you can't do it from a business standpoint, man. Like I could see why WWE will never do it. I could see why WWE has it erased because you and I. Right now, watching the documentary, talking about it, throwing ideas out there without fucking final consequences, just word vomit again. You and I, we're probably in, what, 10% of people that actually given this enough thought? 5% of people that have given us enough thought? Or the fresh ma- perspective. The majority of people are going to be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that killed his wife and his kid. That's all they're going to see. It. That's all they're going to want to hear. That's it. They're not going to say, oh, well, Benoit's a victim of his own passion for wrestling and he beat himself up. Do you really want to paint a murderer as a victim? I mean, can you? Again, baseline. Steve Austin beat his wife. Fabulous Moolah had a bunch of female wrestlers as her her fucking bordello. Uh, Fucking... uh, Carlos Colon is in the Hall of Fame with the Bruiser Brody stuff. Yeah. That's circling around him. Baseline. Do you still have Ben Wine there? No, you can't. You can't. Does he deserve it for his career? Yes. But this erases that, and I, I don't think that there's a way around it. I mean, is he a victim of his own headbutts? Is he a victim of his own uh, steroid abuse? Yeah. Should he have not done it? No. Should he have protected his head a little bit more? Yeah. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he still did a bunch of shit he wasn't really supposed to do. Hypothetically. 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 If Nancy and Daniel are still here and Benoit just hung himself, everything else stays the same. Uh, Nancy and Daniel out of the way. The CTE... The protocols of uh, of of the of the chair shots, everything else. Nancy and Daniel are still here, but Chris Benoit still hung himself. That is Is he in the Hall of Fame? Yes. And that is a wildly different scenario. The reason why, in my opinion, Chris Benoit killed himself is because he killed Nancy and Daniel. That's why he killed himself. When he finally came to his senses and realized what he did to Nancy, oh fuck. 
I need it off the kid. Even after the details on the episode Nowinski brought out about the CTE and the football players where two killed themselves and one heard voices in his head yep. where he drove on the wrong side of the street and died in the, in, in the, in the car crash. Yeah. So even... it, like I'm saying, they're wildly different scenarios. What about Nancy? Do you induct Nancy Benoit? <laughs> okay. Let's say this shit with Nancy never happened and she's alive and well. Right? Benoit never killed himself, whatever. This might get some heat. No. I don't think Nancy had a Hall of Fame career. I mean, I know Jericho said it. And everybody's putting her over, saying, oh, she was a great manager, this and that, da 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 da, da. No. She, she wasn't that great of a valet and manager enough to say that she had a Hall of Fame career. Is that I mean, you as a WCW wrestling fan? As I mean, as a WWE wrestling fan that is not aware of her work? Or, or do you, are you aware of women's work in ECW, aware of her work in WCW, and even then you still don't think her resume is worth it? Well, then again, that brings you back to the whole Hall of Fame debate. Does because, Coco Beware, does Drew Carey deserve yeah. Well, if Drew Carey's in the fucking WWE Hall of Fame, then fucking put anybody in there. Yeah. But, like, if you had a higher standard, like other sports do, if you put her on the ballot, she's not first ballot. She's not Elizabeth. She she might squeak in eventually if, if she's on a ballot that's a weak ballot. But as a woman... In WCW and ECW, uh, I mean, I mean, why not Slick? Over or under, she had a better career than Sonny. Sonny had a better career. Sonny is more well-known than a woman, than Nancy Benoit. The only reason why people know who Nancy Benoit is is because she was murdered. Now. Yeah. Woman is... <laughs> Woman is a trivia answer. Wow, and I don't. I know you don't mean that as a disrespect, but just as a wrestling fan, as a wrestling, wrestling fan, ignoring all yeah. the shit with Benoit and the murder suicide and all that it, it, before the murder suicide, who the fuck knew who Nancy Benoit was? Kevin Sullivan, a bunch of insiders, Chris Jericho, apparently, uh, you know the 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 fucking Guerreros, they fucking put her over, right? But your average wrestling fan, Coco Beware is more fucking famous than her. <laughs> so, no. So, seven episodes in, you know what Dark Side is like. Mm -hmm. Were you expecting the ending that we got? R remind me again, what was the so ending? So, the ending was uh, David, Chris Benoit's other son from his first marriage, and Sandra Toffoloni... Yeah. woman's sister yeah. actually reuniting at a wrestling show because of Chris Jericho bringing them together. I absolutely love that. Um, I think Jericho did do the right thing and I could see that some people would say that what Jericho did is not the right thing because he's just meddling in affairs that aren't his. Mm -hmm. But I think he, he did something that had to get done. Da Daniel David. 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 David's the oldest. David said it himself in one of those interviews, which, damn, the interviews with David were so hard. But 
in one of those interviews, he said, nobody called us. Nobody checked on us. Fuck WWE. Chavo and Chris were the only two. And that's it. Fuck everyone else. And nobody for Sandra. For, from her, her point of view. He said that from such a place of hurt. Such a place of hurt. You want to talk about New Jack being salty because what's his name didn't call him after he cracked his skull. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, dude. Somebody. JR showing up at the funeral realizing that he was person non grata. Yeah. Well, somebody should have still crossed that fucking bridge anyway and tried to take care of this kid. You realize why the fuck we know who the fuck Vicky Guerrero is? The reason why we know who the fuck Vicky Guerrero is is because Vince said, you know what, we need to take care of the widow. She didn't have fucking talent. She wasn't in the business. She fucking sucked. The reason why we booed her is because she fucking sucked. And somebody coached what? her. It's somebody just, coached her. Harnessing that. You suck at doing this. Make so it to your advantage. Yes. Yeah. But she, she's baseline. She had no business there. Such she had no business. Right. But they, WWE and Vince, made the effort to reach out to the widow. But they didn't want to reach out to the fucking kid that was left behind. You care about the kid that died, but you don't care about the kid that lived, that survived it all? Dude. Dude. That's like you, you did all this shit for Vicky. You couldn't do anything for him. Yeah. <laughs> All this shit for Vicky. Well, Damn. I and well, it's funny because he talks about how he's still a fan of wrestling and he still looks up to his dad and his dad's a hero and blah blah blah. And I, I know prior to this, uh, these episodes. I know that I've seen somewhere here and there a little blip or two about how he was training to be a wrestler. He's training to wrestle, yeah. But they didn't mention that at all. And they showed him with his aunt in the context of being in the bleachers in the audience as a fan. They didn't get anywhere into the point of him saying that he'd ever consider training or wrestling or anything one day. Say he does. What do you do with him? Jericho said on the episode that it, that the world just uh, just made the assumption that because Benoit killed Nancy and, and Daniel, that David and Sandra were blackballed from life and they can't do anything. And that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. They had nothing to do with Would it. Would you put your money where your mouth is and hire David as a wrestler for your promotion? If he has the chops and he's good enough, yeah. What would you do with him? Would give you Give him a completely different name, completely different gimmick. Does it matter? He's not Curse Manuel's son. Does it matter? It's 2020, bro. I can in five seconds I can find out who the fuck I don't give Pegasus a shit. Pegasus Jr. is. I don't give a shit. He's Jungle Boy. He's not Jack Perry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Jr. might fuck it up. <laughs> That's why I don't hire Jr. I would hire Excalibur, who no, actually calls him you. Jungle Boy. This is you that already has experience. You do this shit yourself, right? <laughs> I wouldn't call him. I would. You wouldn't call him David David Benoit. Yeah, I. I call him Hijo de Pegasus. I don't know. Wow. Not, 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 I don't know. I, I he find get, another animal. He gets some other fucking name, and he is that name. Mask him or unmask him. 
You can leave him unmasked. You can mask him. Whatever. It, it doesn't matter. People know who he is. Like, we know he's Jack Perry's son. Or he's Luke, Luke Perry's, Perry's son. son. We know it. But he's Jungle Boy. Yeah. God damn it. He's Jungle Boy. And we still love him. We still love him. He is not Chris Benoit's kid. He's not Charlotte Flair. He's Charlotte. Okay. You know? He's whatever fucking animal. He's Tiger King. No. <laughs> he, Tiger Prince. I don't know. Whatever. Prince Puma <laughs> Jr. <laughs> you put him in a mask called Prince Puma Jr. Hijo <laughs> de Puma. I don't know. That's what you do with him. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he really wants to wrestle and if he has the chops. Not to go wild conspiracy theory after we just did an entire episode of not being conspiracy theorists. I would be under a slight impression that what you noticed was done on purpose. What's that? That they had that they had David in the stands at an AEW Dynamite show because was they that Dynamite? Yeah. Okay. In, in Sears Center because I, I went to that arena for okay. all, so I knew what that place was when I saw it. I, I didn't know where they were. Um, okay. I think it's being done purposely so that it's a surprise if you see the person, David Flair, end up on AEW television. And hopefully with the documentary as substance, you won't see Charlotte Flair. You'll see Charlotte. Or you won't see Jack Perry. You'll see Jungle Boy. You won't see David Benoit. You'll see... Whoever this person is that deserves an opportunity on his own merit, not because he doesn't deserve one, does or doesn't because of name value. What the fuck are you laughing at? Curran Guerrero. That's what you call him. Curran Guerrero. That's fucked up. (laughs) There are very few people that will get that joke, and even then, I don't think that's a joke. So, the opinion of Abel Morales does not reflect those of Houston Wrestling Radio. Sure as fuck doesn't express mine. (laughs) He's not a Benoit, he's a Guerrero. He's the white Guerrero. He's Curran. And here's me adding more fl- more gasoline to the fire. <laughs> Team him with Dominic. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's us ending a depressing episode Ooh. of Dark Side on a high. Yes, yes. <laughs> Team him with Dominic. Oh, oh. fuck. I'm sure we're going to get booed off a of YouTube or whatever from yeah. our audience. So is there anything else you want to say before we end the show? Uh, no, man. I mean, that episode was rough. It was... The, the the Kleenex and the tissues had to come out, you know, uh, it, it, both of the, the episodes. Well, episode two more so than episode one. Episode one was set up, right? Does it make it easier for you, or will it? Would did the episodes make it easier for you to go back and watch a Benoit match, or is it already in your mind? I'm done with Benoit. I won't go back. Or did you never think that way? And this enforces the fact that you still see Benoit as a professional wrestler and not Chris Benoit, the person that murdered his wife and kid. Man, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> I, on our on our uh, WrestleMania preview episode, we, we did a game where we were uh, putting on our fantasy booked WrestleMania, pulling from matches from previous WrestleManias. And you didn't have him on there. I did not, but I was tempted to. Neither did I. I was tempted to put on Benoit 
versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. But I had Triple H and Shawn Michaels in other spots. I was actually tempted to put Benoit versus Angle from X7. That was a three-way. It no. was Angle and Jericho. That was 16. What was it? Yeah, 17 was Benoit and Angle one-on-one. 16 was the triple threat. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well. But back to the situation at hand. But I, 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 I was tempted to put him on the list, but um, I had other wrestlers that I had to fucking play the Sudoku game yeah. about it to play the game with, so I couldn't spend picks, I guess you could say. Um, are his matches still good? Yes. Or are they still, or do you still, can you watch them now with the... the... Let, let me put it to you this way. Where were you before and where are you now? If I was a wrestler studying tape and film to see what to do in the ring, then, yeah, fucking watch Benoit, you know, because you could learn stuff from him. Benoit from his... Guerrero, Benoit Angle, yeah. Benoit Malenko, Benoit Sullivan, Benoit Booker T, that best of five for the yeah. year for the tell. Man, there's so much. But like, I, that's I, the part that's so fucking hard, man. But as a fan of wrestling wanting to just be entertained, it's going to be real hard to wash that stink off. It's going to be real hard to watch a, a Benoit match where he's, for a guy where he's the baby face. And you want to be like, yeah, go Benoit! But you killed your fucking family. Mm. I'm, if, I'm if, there anything, too. if anything, it's going to make you more depressed because of, uh, of what happened. Because of what he did. You know that those matches happened, but they're not canon anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? You could get all the different endings to the video game, but when you play the sequel, there's only one ending that matters that's canon for that for from that video game, which was the best ending, right? All the other endings that you got would be, oh, okay, cool. Like, oh, this is awesome. I beat fucking Mortal Kombat 10 with fucking Baraka. But Baraka in canon... Fucking, he's a scrub and he doesn't do anything. So, in canon, Sub-Zero fucking beat what's-his-name. And Scorpion is the one that defeated Raiden and this and yeah. that. is a scrub. So, yeah, you got the Baraka ending because you like Baraka. But when you play Eleven, Baraka isn't there and he's dead. Even though you fucking played with Baraka and you won. You know, it's the, sa it's, it's the same now with Benoit. Yes, Benoit's in the WWE Universe, but he is not canon. Anything he does, anything he wins, inconsequential. You want to watch a match so that you can study film or just look at a really good technical wrestling bout? Great, go ahead. But if you want storyline, if you want emotional attachment, if you want to be entertained, nah, you can't. I think I'm in the same boat. I I treated it like a like a like a relationship, like an ex girlfriend. You know, when I when I try to go like, back and watch a sex tape. When, when I when I start a relationship with a new person and they go through my pictures or they go to my Facebook feed and they see things that I did with my ex-wife or girlfriends before, I can't change the fact that that happened. You know, I, it's I those two two or three fights or a moment where something's vandalized or a moment where someone hits me doesn't define who that person was. It's just the the time, the situation, the the headspace and everything. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're necessarily a bad person. You know, so I try not to hold grudges. But watching the documentary, it's like I I understand 
I don't understand, but uh, I, I can I I spent so much time appreciating his work, but I think after a while, you have to file it and move on. Yeah, and I think this gave me uh, for context. I I saw part one, and before I saw because I saw part one leaked early. It leaked uh, Thursday like night or Friday or night. Like yeah, so I saw part one, and then over the weekend before part two. I went back and I saw that WrestleMania 20 main event with Benoit and Michaels and, and Triple H. And then I saw part two and I was like, you know what? We had a good run, but I think that's it. I don't think I can watch a Benoit match anymore. Because of the same thing. It's like, he, it's like oh, like Mitch Hedberg. Oh, you, I don't want to eat an apple. Eventually, it'll be a core. Like, I, I don't want to watch Benoit because he, he was rarely a bad guy. He was normally a, the, the baby face, even though he was the rabid wolverine, the Canadian crippler, but he was the good guy. And I can't cheer for a good guy knowing that in the end, the good guy legitimately killed two people that didn't deserve it, you know? Yeah. And it's just... But that was what I needed to close the door and lock the door behind me and focus my attention on Samoa Joe, Daniel Bryan, Kenta... Uh, uh, Kenta and Okada and Omega and MJF and the, the next people instead of being hung up on oh man I don't want them to end up like this guy and I was like not everybody has to end up like that guy yeah you know I guess Oof. you know the moral of the story is it's really difficult to judge when you don't have the context and you just have the facts like that guy that wrote the book Oh, he killed her, and then he killed the kid, and then he killed himself. Did the, the end stuff, you know. But once you bring in context, once you bring in uh, history of who that person is, and once you do, things get a lot more complicated, and that's how it, it, it it'll always be. Chris, you and I, we know a murderer. Yep. We've interviewed a murderer. Yep. We've cheered for a murderer. Mm-hmm. We know somebody. That's the murderer. We've we had him a, on this fucking show. We don't need show. to say his name, but if but if, if we've people had that, him on this fucking that, show that are on that this that watch wrestling here in Houston, you can find out that there's a wrestler here that did some despicable things, and we we were in that vicinity. We were the Chavo Guerrero of that story, where that well, was probably what, not that close. not that close, but we were the guys where we. So yeah, when you want when you want to. And you can say, I'm, I'm, I'm okay saying it. He was a fun interview. He was funny. He was a good guy. His Facebook, fuck, his Facebook's hilarious. Even after, after he initially got arrested between conviction, you know, this this case uh, coming up and then conviction, somehow, I don't know if he was out on bail or what, but he was still on Facebook saying funny shit. Yeah. So again, baseline. Baseline, he was a good dude. Baseline. He was good to us. He was good to us. Yeah. Baseline, Benoit's a good dude. Baseline, New Jack is a shitty person. Baseline, New Jack is grew up through some shit to have the perspective he does now. And, man, this is going to sound cheesy and cliche, but, but sometimes cheese and cliche come from truth. Hurt people hurt people. Benoit was hurt. The local wrestler, I'm assuming... Was hurt at some point. New Jack's been hurting all his life. Yeah. You know? That's how that shit happens. Does that mean that they are 100% a victim? And since they're a victim, we should forgive their actions? 
I guess not. Sandra's willing to. Eventually. Not gonna be today, she didn't but, say today. But she tomorrow. said eventually. Maybe yeah. at some point. But like. And if she can forgive Benoit. That doesn't. Not, not that I'm saying. Oh she forgives Benoit. Fuck then we need to put him in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. But if she can forgive him. Is that closure for any other wrestling fan or any other person that's, that has some kind of emotional or attachment to, the, to him so that they can also close the door and put it behind them? I don't know, man. I think it's going to be different for every person. For the, the masses? No. No. The masses, they'll never see or hear Benoit again. He's not going to be in the Hall of Fame. This is This situation is so complex that the person that's, the, that's alive, that's the closest to all this, being her, she can't even yet say, I forgive him. But she wants to. Yeah. I can't cheer for Roman, <laughs> Wayne, Roman but I want to. I want to cheer for Roman, but I can't. Yeah. You know? She, can, she wants to forgive Benoit, but she can't. Not yet, anyway. And it's going to be of a, a journey for every person that cares about it. There's going to be plenty of people that aren't going to care. I, I'll tell you one thing. After we're done with this, I'm not going to care. I'm just going to leave it on this table here, leave it on this episode, move on, and I'll... Cheer be, the next guy. Cheer the next guy. I'm going to cheer Debray. Boo the next guy. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Does it suck that what happened with Benoit happened? It sucks. But... I'm not a part of the family. I'm just a fan. I don't know any of the family. I'm not even involved in the wrestling business to where I have to worry about it. It's not my business. I'm out. Done. This is this is all it needs from me. Same. I think I can put this all behind me too. Now, yeah. with all this, with yeah. all that. Yeah. And this was just like if, if, it. If anything, it's, it just illustrates how complicated humans are because again back New Jack versus Benoit New Jack I would say is a shittier person than Benoit is but Benoit did the shittier thing than New Jack did mm -hmm. successfully so life is complicated people are complicated if you don't have to judge somebody the court of public opinion is then don't yeah if you don't have to if you're not in if you are not the one that needs to be the one passing the judgment... If it doesn't concern you, then fuck your it. opinion doesn't matter. You can have your own opinion. Okay, great. Have an opinion. But at the end of the day, who was what's the difference? So, yeah. And on that note... On that note, <laughs> I don't know when we're going to have another episode. Um, we are still under corona lockdown-ish until the end of the month. And that's just Houston. Uh, yeah. That there's that's lockdowns. Texas. There's that's lockdowns Florida. in Florida. There's lockdowns in Georgia to where yeah. states companies... are outranking cities at this point. Yeah. So. And who knows what the feds will say? So there's not much product to go around for us to discuss. Yeah. I I might venture to say this might be our last episode until the coronavirus thing is completely resolved. Uh, or but... there's something unique that happens. Yeah, but I mean. At this point, I don't know when the coronavirus thing is going to be resolved. I mean, we have a, a we have a timeline of well, at least wait until the end of April. But the end of April is probably going to be a lot like the end of March. Another thirty days, player. I saw a tweet from someone I don't know who said, um, 
Yeah, the government knows that you'd be wiling if they said four months. That's why they're telling you 30 days at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm shit. (laughs) Man, I was supposed to be in New York in three weeks. (laughs) No, you ain't. (laughs) And so I got credit from Spirit. And I spent last weekend, other than crying over Dark Side of the Ring, I spent the weekend on Spirit looking at every single city they fly to and then Googling that city to see how far in the lockdown they were to see if it was actually worth me going. And I fucking struck out everywhere. Damn. And so I'm like, all right, I'm not going to fly. Let me go drive. Hold on a minute, player. If you're going through NOLA, don't come back. (laughs) Or or stay to yourself. And now it's happened. Like I have have a coworker that uh, is going to spend the next sixty days. Bitch, if you're driving through the north side of Houston, don't come back. No, come back. No. So I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I don't know. So this might be the last episode for a while, Um, unless something really crazy happens that we still have our freedom of leaving our houses. Which even now, to be honest, I'm a little bit nervous about coming over here today. You know, Um, I. Baseline, I offered to go over there. I know, <laughs> but we couldn't because we have somebody working from home in the house. Yeah, right. But still, yeah, these are strange times. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, as soon as we come up with something, or if this corona goes away, you'll be back to your regularly scheduled bullshit from us. <laughs> All right, that's it, man. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Dark Side of the Ring about Brawl for All. Brawl for All. That's a shit show. I don't know if that's gonna be as sad. That's gonna be a shit show. It's it's just gonna be fucking crazy. Have you watched Tiger King? No. You haven't? No. See, here's my thing, dude. Here's 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 one of my. It was already spoiled by all the memes. Here's one of my many, many. Many glitches. Glitches. When something gets too popular too fast, it turns me off. Okay. It took me eight. It took me no. It took me six seasons before I even watched an episode of Big Bang, because it was everywhere. Yeah. So when shit like that happens, I stay away. <laughs> so like Orange is the New Black, it took me until the third season to actually start watching. Fucking, I haven't even started on The Witcher, but apparently Henry Cavill's like. <laughs> 
I just there's a lot of shit on TV that I don't watch because people overhype the shit so much. Or now that it's like all over my internet feed. If it's not Corona, it's Tiger. If it's not Tiger, it's Corona. If it's not Corona, it's our friend fucking Aaron making shirts about Tiger and trying to get try, everybody trying to get theirs. I see you. I see you. I mean, that show is really crazy, but crazy enough to reopen the fucking case. But you've probably been spoiled on everything. Yeah. The fact that you know that there is a case is already one of the big what the fuck twists. That would have hit you blindside no, if you were just watching the show. No, the what the fuck twist that I got from the internet so far was that you could buy a electric vehicle from China for only $900 because of the incentive tax Oklahoma was giving. So when I saw the picture on my Google feed of Tiger Guy who had this old beat up like electric Chinese as like little smart car rolling around on the lot, I was like, I like that guy. <laughs> he got taste. He went out there and got that shit. You see anything Chinese in Oklahoma? No. <laughs> oh, Lord. Not even dim sum. Oh. <laughs> That's how we intertwine the episode. That's how we do it. The circle dim comes sum. around. Yes. Bye. Bye. <laughs>